Hey, welcome to the Cairo Lead Flow 20 Minute Lunch Hour. Uh, today I have Don on, Don Klum. I uh, hope I'm pronouncing that right. Don Klum. Klum Don right? Klum. It's all right. Klum. All right. He is a chiropractor that specializes in metabolic health and insulin resistance. And that is what sparked my interest in having him on. And he was good enough to come on the show. And so, um, Hello, Don. How are you today? I'm well, Blake. How are you doing? I'm Thanks doing for having great. me. Doing great. Thank you so much. All right. Um, so I've got a few questions for you. I hope that's okay. I'm ready. All right. So you're based out of Redmond, Washington, correct? I don't have a base. I am 100% virtual and distance only. So okay, I base yeah. wherever I am is my base. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. My, I was living in Redmond kind of physical location or you're mostly virtual so all virtual wow that's great that's great uh that's going pretty well for you the virtual yeah i like it a lot we've moved a lot around a lot in our our life you know doing what we do and living our life and it just gets hard to start over every time so i shifted over and wanted to keep up with people in the past and that's how it started excellent excellent all right um so can i ask you what made you decide to be a chiropractor wasn't much of a choice. I was kind of born into it. My dad's a chiropractor, my uncle, my aunt, my cousin, my, my sister, my wife, my daughter's in school now. So it's kind of a legacy thing. Uh, my dad was the president of the school I went to at Life Chiropractic College West. So it was pretty natural progression for me. Okay. All right. Um, and so what sparked the interest specifically in metabolic health and insulin resistance? Well, I had traditional chiropractic offices at first in a few different places, a few different countries. And when I, I was out of the country for 10 years. And in that time, a lot had changed. And when I came back with my family, now having small kids and everything, the, it looked completely different than before. There was, I could see a lot of stress, a lot of tension, a lot of weight gain. And I saw I would go to these gym events for my kids. And the kids would be sitting on the floor, and I could just see they're, they're coming out of their pants. And they were heavy. And I'd go to the PTA and the Boy Scouts and the different events for parents, and I saw why. So were the parents, and they were sick, and they were just like the medications, the peanut table. It was a big shock for me to come back to that after 10 years. It was not in my mind, especially now that I had the kids. And I decided it, I realized that's the path my kids will go down as default if I don't make some kind of change and, and put something in place for our family. And so I started to dive in. At that time, we had an integrated wellness office. We had a wellness psychologist, a uh, sports masseuse. My wife handled the chiropractic side. I did the metabolic nutrition. I had a gym there. And so we really integrated. We also had a place in a, a pain management center with a, with a medical doctor getting people off of medications. And so we, we really went around the holistic side of everything. And so I got really into it. The first thing I got into was weight loss because that was a big deal. It was kind of in your face. People wanted it. And then I went further and further and further into the intercellular workings of the metabolic system. Wow. That's, that's, um, yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, you know, you, you see it and it's almost like people, people, people have to know the problem. Uh, you know, the eating and the not exercising or the not moving, right? Uh, but they just – I don't know uh, why they don't why they don't uh, come out while there's still time. A lot of them, you know. Well, the good um, news was that the same problem, the same process that caused extra weight gain and keeps people from losing weight, we call it weight loss resistance, is the same process that drives chronic disease. 
It all comes back to the hormone, the mother hormone in this process called insulin. Insulin is the bully on the playground. And so when insulin's off, you gain weight. Insulin is what makes us fat. It's the only hormone that causes direct fat gain. It, it makes us fat. Insulin is what holds our fat when we want to get rid of it, right? And so now we can activate it all day, all night, and that's where the problem started, and that leads to all the different chronic diseases that come from insulin resistance and all the other metabolic issues. Uh, so my, let's see, next question has to do with that. I, and well, what I really want to know is, and you know, kind of the reason that I'm having you on here, um, obviously I said, because of the, I'm interested in, in the topic, but I want to tie it together here. Um, so how does chiropractic care correspond and relate to metabolic health and insulin resistance? Well, chiropractic in general is working with the spine and nervous system. And the model I work with, I call the neuroendocrine tone. It's where the neurology and the hardwiring of the system meets the cells and the intercommunication down there with the hormones, neuroendocrine. So they match up. I noticed in practice when I was just doing chiropractic, a lot of people would come in and say, hey, does chiropractic help you lose weight? And I said, I don't think so. And they're, well, I'm, I've done nothing else different. And now my pants fit differently. I'm losing weight or some or body composition is changing. It's because they're getting healthier. They're, the body's working better. And so it's, it's starting to kick in. And it took me a while to figure that out. And then you start to look at the, the neurology and how it affects the endocrinology, that insulin factor, then it makes sense. And so is it a weight loss product or process? No. But it, that, when the body starts getting healthy, you start losing the weight. I tell people all the time, you don't lose weight to get healthy. You have to get healthy to lose weight. Yeah. And, you know, if you're not in good shape with your, with, if you, so you say you have a, a back, a lower back problem or a neck problem or whatever, you're not going to be working out. You're not going to be as active. And there's kind of a double thing going on there where it's like people think, have this false idea of if they don't do anything, that they're not going to hurt something, but then they don't do enough. So, the whole movement is medicine thing and having the chiropractic care to get them out living life and exercising and working out and, and just moving the body, right? Use it or lose yeah. it type of thing. So well, the neurology is, is one side of it. And then the chiropractor is the other side, the role they want to play. They don't have to uh, get involved in weight loss and do different things or nutrition like I did. I didn't for a long time. I was, I was against that. But it, I was attracted to it. I liked it. I was good at it. And so eventually I, I started doing more of that. So it's up to the chiropractor. What role do they want to play? What is their context to bring their content in? That's the whole key. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, you know, one would hope that the goal is, you know, just for that, that person's wellness, right? The, the, the human wellness of that person, right? So um, it's like, I, huh? You would think. Yeah, you know, it's like I realized the other day, um, you know, it sounds so simple to say this, but really let this sink in that, you know, we live in our bodies. I mean, it sounds so simple, but like, just let that soak in, right? I mean, we live in our bodies, right? So we, it's just, um, we got to take care of them, you know? So, um, all right. So what are some things, uh, you mentioned some, some ways that chiropractic can help and you kind of touched on um, the outside, uh, this question too, when I, the question is, what can we do outside of the office to improve our metabolic health and insulin resistance? Um, you kind of already touched on that. Um, you, you, you touched on the, the, getting the physical structure, obviously, and then getting active. Do you have anything else to say on, on what we might can do other than 
I mean, obviously there's diet, um, but. That's, my whole program is based on that. I run what I call the insulin friendly lifestyle and fasting rotation. So that, that's a whole model. It's a six month program and it, there's a lot of things you can do. But like you said, getting started with just getting adjusted is number one. I don't care where the people come to me from. I got to sign up some people in Australia. I got people in Singapore now. You know, I tell them, find a chiropractor. This is part of your gig. I can't adjust them over the phone, right? I can't, can't touch them, can't do that. So they, I encourage them to go do that themselves. And then outside of that, I work with them on all the uh, lifestyle modifications. I call it uh, Health 2.0. And so if you want something to take away from here, when you're talking about insulin and the neuroendocrine tone, get adjusted and don't eat. You don't necessarily have to eat less. You have to eat less often because it's our constant eating meals, snacks, meals, snacks that start to rev up our system to go the other way. So if you just did that, three meals a day, no snacking, you'd be on, you'd be on the right path of going forward. Yeah, you know, I, I think I mentioned uh, on your Facebook that I started doing about three weeks ago the intermittent uh, fasting, which I've done before, but this time I incorporated in the kind of the wheat belly diet type of thing with no grains and no potatoes and that type of stuff. And what I've found is that I'm lining up with this a little bit more now with this book. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm eating to, to, to live instead of living to eat, you know? So it's like, wow, I don't really require this much food. I'm, I've lost uh, 10 pounds, which is not enough, but uh, yeah. So, but I feel great. My energy levels up. I've continued with my chiropractic care. So, um, good. It, it all goes together. Um, let's see. Uh, and I want to get into a little bit of, of kind of, um, your story a little bit here. Uh, and I would like to know if, if you'd like to share, uh, what have been your greatest struggle or obstacle that you've overcome in, in your career? Well, I mean, struggles are struggles doesn't matter what they are They're, they keep coming up uh different times different places recently it's about converting to a fully digital virtual world uh, it's a whole different language it's a whole different culture understanding i do most of my uh connection with people via some kind of chat like facebook messenger is my primary and i have other ones and that whole dialogue that way of communication is completely different than sitting down with someone like I did in the office and, and talking to them face to face. You don't see them, can't feel their energy, can't see their emotion. Very hard, very hard. And so that's been a big shift. And then trying to keep that organized is very hard to stay organized when you're just using Messenger or, or, or some kind of chat. So I've, I've got beaten up a little bit with that. But every, every time you make a change, there's some kind of transition. When we moved out of the country, that was a big transition. And then when we left and went to another country, big transition. When you have kids, big transition. So, you know, I think they just come up and just got to be ready for them the best you can. Not much you can do. They're going to come at you and just, you know, roll with them. That helps with experience. Get some experience. You go through some of those times. It's better. But the toughest thing now, I don't think there's one out there. There's, they come in, they come often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, uh, but it's about being adaptable, you know. Um, I think there's a quote that says, it's not the, necessarily the strongest or the smartest to survive. It's the most adaptable, you know. Yeah, it's um, adapt or die. That's the mechanisms we try to turn on when we're working in metabolic health. I call it the start, stop, start mechanism. You, the body likes a variable, variable, variable. But our lives are so constant right now. It's not constant temperature, constant light flat floors, everything is so controlled that the body's not pushed into that adaptation mode and doesn't heal well, doesn't stay well. That's part of the deal. Good stuff. Um, I enjoy talking about all this stuff. 
All right, let's see. Now I'd like to know what is your biggest success? Biggest success? Yeah. I don't know. I think that I'm still here, still doing it, still rolling with the punches. Uh, you know, I like that we've moved and lived in different countries. I, I like that. I like to travel. I like, you know, my family obviously is a big, is a big uh, part of my life, both my family and my parents and sisters and extended family. I like that. So biggest accomplishment, I don't know. I don't think I've, I don't think I've hit it yet. So I'm, I'm waiting, I'm gearing up. That's a great answer. Uh, because you know, it's like you, we only see the tip of the iceberg when you're looking um, at the, at the, at the ocean up there. But, you know, underneath is all this uh, buildup that's taken years and years and years and years just to lay that foundation of the iceberg. So 100%, you know, read any great uh, bi bi biography or autobiography on any super successful person. And you start at the beginning of the book and it's like they're just regular normal people, but they did a series of steps. They built up to that. And it's like we're so conditioned nowadays to see the end result, you know, the, the, the article that talks about the successful guy or we see the or girl, we see the movie, we see them super successful. We don't see like all the years of hard work that took to get to that point. So 100%. yeah, the, 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 what they call an overnight success. That's the biggest joke I've ever heard. <laughs> really? Overnight success took me 10 years, you know, or whatever like that. So, um, all right. Um, so knowing what you know now, if you could time travel back to just after say chiropractic college or whatever, um, what would you do different? What would I do different? I don't know. We had a pretty good run in the beginning. You know, we all we enjoy our, our path and our life. And so what would I do different, differently? I'm not quite sure. Uh, right after school, I, we, as soon as I graduated, my wife and I, my newborn baby, we shipped off to Costa Rica to live. We ended up there eight years. So what would I do differently with that? Nothing. I think that was fun. Yeah. You know, that's a great answer. Yeah. That's a great answer. All right. Well, let's see. Um, so are you, I think you are, I mean, I'm just going to ask you, are you excited about the future of chiropractic medicine and what are the changes that you see need to happen? Uh, so more people can be helped at a greater level. Yes. I'm very excited about the future. And we just have to keep up. It's going there with, it, with or without us. So we have to keep up as a profession and we have to, you know, really get, get our, root, our hands in the, in the game. We have to sit at different tables, big tables that are bigger than just chiropractic, that are policymakers and such like that. The, the whole medical world, health and medical world is begging for a, a person, they call it a person, a caregiver, or someone, some kind of person to come in and take the chronic disease burden and be the triage person that takes them. That he's a, that's a gatekeeper. Who's going to be the healthy lifestyle practitioner? They, there's actually articles out there on this. I do, I have a talk on it and, and they put it out there because they don't see it, but we've been that the whole time. We're perfect for that role. We see people, we touch people. We know that we can make that, deci that decision where they need to go go up in care, go down in care, stay right here. I think the chiropractor has an opportunity to be the front line of, of health, of healthcare in general, because right now with direct access going from, from your car to the surgeon isn't working well. There's a lot of problems with that. The hospital efficiency, the, the errors and, and things, the things are getting overlooked. We need to slow it down almost like lead with like a health coach first. And then, or, uh, 
a consultant, a health consultant to bring them around is what we need. Like a lot of nurses did years ago. They've been forced into more uh, procedural stuff, but that used to be their role and it was a lot better. So we need to come together. Not that I think chiropractors are, are or nurses or triage people, but we have that place. We see patients more than any medical doctor sees their patients. We see them on a regular basis. We touch them. We talk to them. It's a very different relationship. Mm. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Like, I was just thinking about that the other day. When I go to my chiropractor, it's like, I go in there, my schedule now is like three times a month. So it's like first, whatever. It's like when, every the first three Wednesdays at 10 a.m. And that's my schedule. Um, but yeah, I mean, I talk to him about, everything a lot of times it's about what i'm doing with my marketing and this and that and and actually i was just talking to them about having them on uh the podcast but yeah i mean they they know me just as almost as well by now as um a, a lot of people you know that i'm even friends with on facebook so but yeah so we have a couple minutes left and what i want to do is i want to gift that to you um i hope you've thought about what you'd like to say and i just want to give you two minutes to talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about if you have anything that you're excited about that you're doing that, that you're working on that, that you want to let people know about or just anything that you want to talk about, um, hopefully you have something. So with that, I'll let you take it. Yeah, I think the most exciting thing out there to, is to get people – I my, my target market are what I call health enthusiasts or healthcare professionals, people who have made a decision. They're interested in this. They want to go further. They got a little experience, right? I worked in population health for years where – it wasn't those people. It's people who had to go do a program for their job or something like that. Didn't want to be there. Not fun. But working with people who want to, then we can push further. And I, I want to work with people who are proactive. And that really makes me excited. There's a lot of people out there who are proactive. Because I say, if you're not proactively improving your health, you will passively lose it. Like that default mechanism. People are just getting, you don't do anything, you will get sick. You will get sick. And that's why I started the insulin-friendly lifestyle and we're going to launch a, a group on that. We're going, to, we're going to start promoting more. I'm going to bring all my content in, hundreds of posts, videos, uh, t- medical teaching slides, as well as podcast recordings and things like that, all about education on this subject. How do you be proactive? Because if you wait till you get a diagnosis, you're in end stage. You're, you're down the line. That's hard to turn around. But we can identify these problems way earlier if we're proactive, if we want to. If, if you just wait till it happens to you, good luck. Good luck. Mm. And unfortunately, that's what most people do. You know, I don't know what it is about people, if it's just stubbornness or what, but um, I think it's a little bit of insanity, you know, thinking that, well, it's not going to happen to me, you know, type of thing. I'm not going to get diabetes or whatever, you know. Yeah, well, one in three kids born after 2000 is expected to get diabetes. Right now, 54% of American adults are pre-diabetic or diabetic. 90% don't know it. It's a big deal. It's, if you ignore it, you will get it. And I want to say real quick too, uh, you know, I, I had, um, I've noticed myself getting a little bit hypoglycemic about mm, a couple years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, something like that. And I did intermittent fasting for like six months, uh, no special diet. Uh, maybe it wasn't quite that long, but anyway, the point is, is after a few months it went away. You know, well, so. we, we hear that a lot. And the reality is you probably weren't hypoglycemic unless you were testing and you knew where your blood sugar was. But those sensations that we give to hypoglycemia can come from a lot of things. They come from toxicity reactions. They come from being low on electrolytes. They come from uh, dehydration sometimes. They come from the carb addiction cycle in our body that's being stressed. We deal with, I do a lot of fasting protocols in my, with my work, a lot to bring people to up to seven days 
of fasting, we've gone up to 30 days. And in doing that, you start to see all these different mechanisms and what they really are. And they're not always hypoglycemia, usually not. But I get what you're saying. And when you started doing the right thing, things change. Yeah, it's just an improvement. You know, I'm not sure what it was, what it wasn't was, but uh, I know I didn't say that right. But, you know, whatever it was, it, I noticed my, my, my felt better. I improved. I was able to yeah. eat uh, white pasta, white stuff, bread again, and have no problems because before I couldn't eat it because it would make me feel bad or whatever. All right, guys. Well, if you would like more information on this topic, uh, let the people know how they can, how they can reach you. Yeah, find me on Facebook. Go to my personal page. I have a professional page that's not in use. So if you have to like it, it's not me. Go to Don Clum, D-O-N-C-L-U-M, Facebook. Follow me there. I, like I said, I got years of, of content in there for free. Go ahead. You can chime in the, the, the discussions. I got a very interactive group there. And eventually I'll be launching the Facebook group for my program. But that'll, that'll be – you can find that through my page as well. All right, great. And um, I thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yes, thank you for having me. After done, and uh, so thank you guys so much for watching. This has been me and uh, Doctor. Let me say it right this time, Clum. Yes, sir. Okay, and so we appreciate you watching, and thank you so much. And Doctor Clum, I'd like to have you on again uh, in the future. You know, we'll get some updates on the programs and what you got going on. And uh, hopefully, sounds good. All right, great. Thank you so much for coming on. All right, thank you, sir. All right, have a great day.